Welcome to the BioCharisma Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Gardner. This week we have Ole Damagard. He's a good friend of mine from Denmark um, that is world famous for pretty much being the whistleblower of whistleblowers. He uh, figured out the whole systematized way in which the psyops of, uh, of false flags actually occur. Oli has been very close to me and my family for about eight years now, eight or nine years, and he never ceases to amaze me. Out of all the people I know that like go into and look at, I guess you could say, the the darker side of things, Oli's spirit is always up. Um, he, he always surprises me with the information that he has, too. He has a, a bunch of angels on his side that are they're keeping him in the game and um, I have to say he and his wife Kim are absolutely wonderful people. Please check out his website lightonconspiracies.com. He really is a light on conspiracies. He shows how if you just give attention to something without fear, without any uh, you know shaking in your boots, you can affect things positively just by being aware of it and uh he's more than likely stopped a lot of different things that uh, were on the books to happen you'll hear in this podcast he gets into he theorizes that he uh probably stopped some really really crazy stuff that was occurring after um project 201 in uh, 2019 before they rolled out the coronas and so I, I don't doubt it. I, I've seen his work and how well he does it. And I know a few of his back of the scenes contacts to, to understand that this man is, is blessed. And probably in a very weird way, he helps <laughs> the, the, the powers that be kind of absolve some of their karma because he's so good at pointing out what they're doing that if we don't opt out differently, or if we don't choose differently, they look at it like it's on us, like we have a tacit agreement for their for their BS. So you're going to start to see a bunch of our podcasts coming up here, a bunch of these people that I'm interviewing, whether it's Ole or uh, Curtis Stone or Sophia Smallstorm. They're all people that have great equity. <laughs> in our environment and have by equity what i mean is they have skin in the game and uh because they are on this on what i would claim to be the good side um and they're always forthright they they end up yielding incredible fruits so please enjoy our podcast with ole and i'll see you on the flip side So my man, Ole Domagar, I have missed you. You know, it's been seven years since we saw each other in person. Is it really? Can you believe that? Yeah, it feels like 20. <laughs> really? So Bali, Bali's been working you pretty good? Yeah, I mean, seven years, you got the whole COVID operation. You got uh, the lockdowns. We were really, the lockdowns were brutal in Spain. 
Mm-hmm. And then we escaped from Spain two and two and a half years ago here to Bali. Mm-hmm. So it's been intense. It's really been intense because uh, Bali is a, an amazing place to be. I mean, it's the, the island of the gods, but it's intense. It is. Uh, in, in what way is it the, intense? It's like uh, the energies are so strong here. I feel it's sort of like both the light and the dark. The dark is very, very um, present here in a way that I've never seen. Also with all the rituals they do in ceremonies mm-hmm. where they, they, uh, they're very aware of the, the, both the sides of creation. And so they also celebrate the darkness and they, they thank the darkness for uh, the part of creation and, and so on. They feed it. They, But here we've had some bizarre, bizarre things happening. But also, uh, how can I say, uh, how it's connected with the weather. And it's, it's I mean, they have uh, what they called, uh, I think it's called Nipe. It's like uh, once a year, they they go out and they bang pots and pans and everything. They make a hell of a noise, you know, especially in the in the road cro- in the street crossings. That's mm-hmm. where they say the dark uh, uh, spirits uh, gather. So they go from from crossing, you know, crossroads where mm-hmm. you meet the devil. Right. Uh, they go from uh, all of these crossroads and they bang, 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 bang. And the idea is to scare scare them away, just say, fuck off, fuck off, more or less. And we've seen incredible stuff. You know, they've, they've had all of these bangings, like thousands of people in the street. And then the, the sky goes like this, you know, with, with quiet lighting. I mean, it's just like a fire show, light show all over the place. And then once they finished it, there's one bang. I mean, I was brushing my teeth one year. It's just like, bang, my toothbrush just went. I mean, I almost fell over. That was unbelievable. And then the next day, for two or three days, they have absolute quiet. It's lights out. The airport is is closed down. And, And the idea, you can't go out in the street. You can't do anything. You have to stay indoors. And the idea is for the spirits to, the black and dark spirits to float around and think oh my god everybody left you know so we might as well leave as well and so they take off and then you come out and celebrate boom and uh, this is so synchronistic with something i was just listening to today so i have friends that have these like um, night vision goggles and they're talking about the old school night vision goggles before they started putting all these extra filters on them especially the ones that they used to use in vietnam that they could actually yeah. see demonic things flying in the air. Wow. Like sometimes you'd have helicopter, you'd have helicopter gunners like engage just shooting out into the air. And they're like, well, what are you shooting at? <laughs> you know, the Charlie's down there. They're like, no, there's that flying dragon thing right there. And so a few, a few years ago when I was at Tesla tech, we put on the night vision goggles outside and we could see like all the UFO, you know, let's just call it <laughs> the, the real star Wars that was going on up there. And it was just like, what is actually happening? 
there's so much more from an extrasensory perception thing that's that's occurring that than most people are aware of. I, I kind of, and this kind of fits exactly what you're saying because my stepmother from Thailand, they would do a smoking, they would smoke out, they wouldn't bang, but they like where she was, she was from near the Laos border. And so I forget what day of the year that they would do that on the Thai new year or whatever, but they would essentially like do that. They would go to like the corners of the house and, you know, um, in the one area, the one Thai neighborhood in Fort Lauderdale, they would smoke it out. So I think there's something to it. You know, it's why, why, why do the Rajas use the incense, you know? I'll tell you, Topher, I mean, we, we had some weird things happening in the last house when, where we, uh, where we lived and Kim and I went, uh, we had a, a healing session with a, with a high priest here in Bali and he gave us some holy water, some holy coconut water and some, uh, incense and some sage and stuff like that so he said now go home clean your house and I, we we were doing that in the evening we were you know at, uh, uh, sprinkling holy water in the corners we were doing sage and and kim had this bowl with uh, holy water in it she was walking around i was walking right behind her and suddenly something just hit knocked it out of her hand you know right. like boom it just went flying across the room i said what the hell are you doing she said I, it wasn't me it wasn't me <laughs> and then we moved to this house we we moved from shangu to sanur because the when they open up uh, bali after covid it's like the the prices tripled the traffic tripled it's like it's not the same place at all so we had to move and so we found this rundown place in sanur that we are doing up, but, you know, we're renovating mm -hmm. it. And, and But since we came here, it's been like one nonstop, very weird. I mean, we've had, first we had one cat lost. First we had builders here that was uh, contracting the house. Everything was going fine until one day it just turned. And then we started having water uh, damages, water leakage in from everywhere. We've been repairing it a hundred times. It's still, there's still water coming in. It's, it's on another level. You know, the fir first contractors took off with all, all our money, uh. Uh, left us with a house that was like uh, a building site. Then one of our cats disappeared out in the blue. I mean, like, I still to this day, it, there's, there's wall arounds. He was a shy cat. He was quite fat. He was not uh, courageous or like that. He just went into thin air and boom. They say it might have been a python that came into the garden and took him right in front of us. But uh, I, I don't know. It's just like an absolute mystery. Then uh, we had rented a scooter that was stolen right outside our house. Mm -hmm. against all odds meaning we had to pay for a brand new scooter to the owner because they wasn't insured and they were balling oh it's like the balinese way and then our second cat disappeared in thin air i mean unbelievable broke the heart of kim i mean it was mm -hmm. her baby it was gone for one month now it's come back it's it's like a miracle then I had this scooter accident and got mm. totally messed up. But it was just like nonstop. No, I've just scratched on the surface. It's just like again and again and again. Like 
uh, we had we've had to change everything in this house including the electric system now so the the fridge brand new fridge they've been repaired it three times it's still not working properly brand new washing machine they've been here twice to have a look at it uh, the electric system is uh, is uh, cutting out uh, the it's just been like what is going on it's on a different level do you know do you know what i'm saying i it's do like uh, so the website has just been non-stop uh, attacks and hacking and uh, so so what we did was that uh, we were really doing a ceremony here and and also say you know really asking for uh, for forgiveness if we've stepped over any lines that we don't know about you know have we cut down maybe some trees without asking permission have we you know and we went around and with uh, sage every single corner of uh, of the garden and since we did that the very next day the cat appeared after one month of having been gone wonderful and uh uh, the feeling is getting better and better day by day. I mean, we were on our knees. Mm -hmm. It was really causing a lot of problems. And my daughter, who is very sensitive to energy, she said it's like this dark energy that you can't get out of. It's like being in black oil. You, you can't get it off you. Mm -hmm. And so what is going on? You tell me, but it's like, I feel that we're in very, very... Uh, new territory it's like these these forces are becoming the matrix is falling apart yes and these things are becoming more and more um in your face instead of being sort of like very subtle they're like they're right there yeah i've noticed in areas like that there are certain areas in the in the caribbean that i've been in where they practiced like you said, but the light and the dark magic and those places that were invigorated, the, the dark side kind of feels emboldened in those areas. Um, there's also areas in the United States like New Orleans. I, I never liked New Orleans because of the, the level of voodoo <laughs> magic that, that was instilled there. So I've never been to Bali, but I trust what you're saying with that. And because you guys are, you really are a beacon of of goodness and light. So that has a, a tendency to sort of draw. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what type of buffers that you have, what type of protective mechanisms you have, if you've called in your, your protective angels and just like set a perimeter. Um, there's a really effective thing that I was taught by a shaman that if, if you'd like, I, I would like to share with you please because i don't know how your property is situated but um it's really interesting is he was shown by his spiritual guides that whatever property you're on you have to walk the perimeter of the property a few like you have to get in in, in a in a uh, habit of walking the perimeter of the property and when you hit the the cardinal directions north south east and west you pay homage to north, south, east, and west, but then you always turn to the center and you make the claim that this is your property and this is your time. This is key. So you go to the four corners and this has to be done by the man of the family. This is the, the male, you know, patriarchal, you know, this is like the protectorate, right? 
and you do this and you go around and you go around and you do that and you establish this pattern. It's sort of like, you know, in India, when you walk around the mountain <laughs> and you do, you do the, the, the counter, was it counterclockwise or clockwise? I always forget, but you set that pattern. And then the very middle, if you can, in the middle of the property, you actually, is the, is the house that you're in, is that in the dead center of your property? No, not at all. Great. So do you have like a clearing in the middle of your property? There's actually a pool. Like a water pool. Yeah. It's full. Huh, I don't know how you'd have to do that. How far to either side could you go and actually dig a hole where you wouldn't be messing with anything? Three, four meters, three meters. Oh, perfect. So whatever direction feels right to you, you actually dig a hole there. And then in that hole, you fill it with black carbon. And then above that black carbon, you, you like put in crushed crystals, maybe some crushed shells, things that are important to your family. Like you make an offering and then you cover the top of it with this, with the, the black carbon. And that sinks the entire property. What that does is it puts up like this biodynamic dome, like this shield around your property. You've now claimed, okay, this is, this is our space. This is our time. Because the thing with a lot of spirits is they don't know what time it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. they're, they're in that space. They're inhabiting that space as if, they're, as if it's their time, as if they were living. Yeah. And so you're actually saying, uh-uh. This is, you know, we honor you, but this is our time. We actually, you have to claim domain. It's a lot like law. <laughs> you have to, this is imminent domain. We're here right now. And it actually creates a dome. It actually creates a sphere, but you don't see the part of the sphere that's underneath the ground. How big a hole are you talking about? It doesn't have to be deep. It could be like, you know, 50 centimeters. But diameter wise... No, it could be just like a cylinder. It could just be like, you know, something that's maybe 20 centimeters in diameter. It does not have to be big. It's it's just the act of you creating a circle or walking in the circle and then creating another cylinder to kind of anchor it. What's that? What is it? The sun sign that has the circle and then the dot in the middle? You're essentially doing that and you're linking heaven and earth in that. And then you're saying, this is my time. And this is the time of my family and you're honoring the land. It's like, um, I'm doing all this, uh, dousing for properties and, and, and for clients. And what I tell them is, is like when you're honoring the land by listening to it and then actually communicating with it, not like it's inanimate, but communicating with it, like it's animate, like it's animated, like it's alive, then the juice then it's like, oh, okay, this is a living man. And so it, it's, it will start to be interactive with you, but it'll be interactive with you because you've actually claimed the jurisdiction. Well, super worth trying. Because you guys were kind of doing that already with the sage and you were like doing mm -hmm. all these things. Like you were already starting this ritual yeah. pro process but when you actually go to the perimeter of the property this creates even a larger field it will like it will extricate those things that are not to a benefit of your family i've been in i've been in, in some weird places 
And, <laughs> and I have to say there, there's ways of, of, of like, you know, kind of, I've, I've worked on some weird people too, where they, they were harboring some very interesting energy in their bodies. And you kind of have to, you have to, you have to make the claim. It's a very interesting process. Yeah. Yeah. So we can talk more about that offline if you like, but it, it's something that I, I'm doing on my farm now. And I've seen the farms that have done it. They all have like this biodynamic resonance. And if for those of you out there that don't know what biodynamics is, it's a very subtle way of signaling your environment for fertility and growth and protection and all this stuff. And there's all these subtle ways of signaling, but this is like on a spiritual level. Yeah. So we've talked, we, we've, we, we've talked about, uh, urine therapy and, uh, is spiritual <laughs> protection <laughs> within like five minutes. I just had to say, it's so good to see you, my friend. Yeah. Good to see you too. Yeah. I, I, long. it's, it's been, a, it's been a minute. Um, yeah, like uh, I don't know if you know, but we're we're in the Ozarks of of uh, the states now. We're like dead center of the United States. Dead center. Yeah, isn't it southeast? No, no, no. It's like literally Texas County is the very dead center of the United States. So it's like Midwest, but South Midwest. But if you look at the at the United States as a whole it's like yeah perfectly equidistant from either coastline and it's north and south wow. equidistant yeah wow yeah would you mind sharing with my audience uh, like what what your experience in spain was with covid and and why you guys chose to to leave there well <clears throat> I was, uh, without knowing it, I was part of stopping a major part of the COVID operation, uh, I believe, in a way that made what the world had experienced is a pink and fluffy version of what was being planned. I can go into some details about that, but I stumbled across, I, or I was divinely led, uh, you know, into stumble across some absolute mind-blowing stuff that... Uh, made me blow the whistle and I believe strongly that uh, I stopped uh, an absolute mayhem in the world that was uh, part of this operation where COVID was just a minor a minor part of it. Mm -hmm. If you want to, I can go into yes, that. Yes, please. I, I, I would love to hear this. I haven't heard this. Okay, so it will take a bit of time. Is that okay? That's, I could listen to you forever. <laughs> okay, so, <clears throat> so I was saying... Um, I was on tour in Spain, no, in Sweden, in Scandinavia. It was in October 2019. That is like uh, like six months before COVID, uh, no, not six, but like three, four months before COVID really appeared on stage mm -hmm. in, in the world. And uh, while I was in Sweden, I was, uh, I was doing a lot of presentations where I exposed a guy called Ola Slettenmark, uh, who is uh, he was the security coordinator for a government uh, organization called the MSB, uh, which is the 
the government institution that coordinates fire uh, fire brigade ambulances police military government uh, security um uh, the secret police uh, and so on in cases of emergencies and so uh what i had done was that i had been spending some thousand about a thousand hours looking into the alleged truck attack in stockholm completely exposing it as an uh not an inside swedish job but an inside nato gladiator attack on sweden uh, very similar to the one that they then uh, carried out in Berlin. They had done that uh, just a few months earlier. And then the Nice attack happened afterwards. Uh, mm -hmm. No, sorry, not. Yeah, the Nice attack also, but also the Barcelona attack, all of them involving trucks. And they were very similar setup and also the forces behind it. And so <clears throat> while exposing this, I, I was sent a video from a filmed uh, conference. It's, it's almost like a TED talk where this Ola Sletten, Mike, was doing a presentation absolutely out in the open. I don't think that he was aware that this video would go out to the, to the public because it was sent to me anonymously. So this is why he was speaking so openly about it. But anyway, in this presentation that he called the drill that became reality, if you know with all of these false flags, mm -hmm. the drill is key for them to set it up for rehearse, get rid of people in the area, <clears throat> uh, get everything um, prepared, all the great photos, all the videos that had to be uh, that will then be sent out as part of the live, uh, you know, live from Texas or whatever that live streaming. A lot of it is from the drill where they prepared mm -hmm. all of these things and then they mix it together. So the drill is super important. And anyway, in this presentation, he goes through in great detail what happened the day of that truck attack. And at one point, he says, one minute before the attack, he raised the terror threat level to maximum and activated all of these different uh, uh, groups involved uh, in this whole operation. One minute before it actually happened. How mm. can you do that if you... It's like calling the cops in Dallas saying... Kennedy is has been shot one minute before the shots were fired. Mm -hmm. You cannot do that if you are not involved. It's the best smoking gun ever. So I thought, thank you so much, Mr. Ulaslet-Mac. I'm going to bust your ass because you have just made a major mistake. So I pumped that out. And, uh, and that also resulted in when I was on tour, we were attacked in all different ways, including uh, like... Uh, uh, attempts on our lives and they were trying to to uh, take us for drugs in the RV and I mean all kinds of weird things happen <clears throat> but anyway so there's Ola Sletten Mike that I'd never I had no idea who the guy was before I saw this video of this presentation and it later turns out that he has been uh, the key speaker at the biggest uh, uh, security drills in Europe I mean, mm. big, not just anyone. Right. Key speaker, opening speaker as the at the biggest one in Europe ever, and so on. And also, he was involved in uh, what they call the the three strong city networks, with London, Paris, Barcelona, Stockholm, and uh, I think it's Rotterdam. But how they uh, they work together, and you will see that. <clears throat> I think <clears throat> the key word. They use this resilience, but that resilience is actually the word for real terror. 
you know, the terror that carried out by NATO's uh, secret uh, groups mm -hmm. <clears throat> to scare the living bejesus out of the population of the different nations so that they, we will accept more and more surveillance, more and more control, more and more, all of these restrictions that are there only because of this outer threat that is actually created by them. It's the old Roman template, you know, problem, <laughs> reaction, solution. So anyway, so I really was got really interested in this Ola Sletten Mike. So I started tracking him down and I started finding him in locations where terror attacks had happened, like in Toronto, uh, like in, in Barcelona, like in, uh, in Paris, like other places. And one of the things I found was his private Twitter account, tiny little account that I don't think, once again, you know, these people are not used to be in the in the spotlight so they're yeah. always in the background you never hear about them you never so it was only because of this video that i got his name so uh i found him i went in there and i started checking out there was about two 217 followers all of them in involved in you know cyber security cyber this and that and resilience network and and some intelligence agency type of thing. I just felt this smells a long way, you know, from that there's something in going on. So I kept tracking this thing. And this was on October the 17th. Please keep these dates. No, it was not. It was on October the 21st was when I started seeing things on this Twitter account. And like one of those things that he was officially employed in Stockholm. And then he was down in Barcelona where one of these attacks had happened. And he said, it's very emotional to be here. Why is it emotional to be there? And he had photos from where this truck attack happened and so on. Did he lose any, did his grandmother die there? Or maybe it was emotional because he was back on site where it happened, you know. Mm -hmm. Because also when I started seeing, like when he was in Toronto, just when the van attack happened there, he also uh, showed on his Twitter account this uh, photo of an invitation with big golden letters to the Swedish embassy. D do these type of things, this is not just anyone that got in, in, uh, an invitation like that. And also the thing that always, always is a giveaway is this, the massive egos they have. You know, they, they, they know they're untouchables and they're, they behave like it. You know, they're above us. Mm -hmm. And so they don't. They, they, they play it unsafe you know they're clumsy they're not aware of like if uh, if like for instance i was involved in these i would keep my mouth shut up shut mm -hmm. you know because i knew if this gets out you know i would go down but these guys know that they're not they they, they don't they have can... a lot of awareness that as well i mean they, these are like uh, right-wing extremist military mm -hmm. often gay guys i don't know why they're gay but many of them are but anyway so uh, while tracking down uh, or looking at his Twitter account, I saw this tweet just two days before where it says that we just celebrated our 500th meeting. That's 500. That is a hell of a lot of meetings. And he was in Barcelona when they did it. I just felt, what are you into, my dear little Ola Sletnamak here? And then he said something to the uh, meaning of we have now decided to lock in on 39 locations 
The dates will be October 23 and 24. The duration will be 36 hours. Uh, and then what did he say? Something like that. But when he said that, locked in on these, and also he, he mentioned the lo locations, which were London, Paris, Rotterdam, Barcelona, Stockholm. Was that all of them? I think so. Um, all of these have had terror attacks, multiple mm -hmm. terror attacks that I have exposed every single one of them by uh, as not the official story, not the Muslim terrorist, but, uh, you know, gladio-NATO yes. attacks. Mm -hmm. So so what I heard him, when I heard him mention these things, in my, you know, after all of these years of Che being a flamethrower down their butt, you know, for just breathing down their neck, trying to understand these operations, I... I've learned also the modus operandi and some of the language, the lingo they use. So it's it's just like if you're, uh, you know, like tapping the phone of a drug dealer and he's talking about, I'm going to get five ton of lettuce being mm. delivered. You know, it's not lettuce, you know? Yeah. And it's, so when he said these things, we have now locked in on 39 uh, coordinated uh, locations, time span 36 hours and the dates October 23 and 24. So I checked the dates. October 24 was a day of the United Nations, which would be a perfect day to attack themselves, to get the emotions going. Mm -hmm. and so I just thought, fuck, what is this? What on earth is this? So I started tracking down more and more. I started looking into these locations and they would be perfect. And so if these were not security drills, but actually attacks mm -hmm. because they, the way they twist it. Can you imagine within 36 hours? Uh, no, on October 20, um, 23 and 24, 39 coordinated attacks in Western Europe. Do you know how much that is? Imagine this mm -hmm. in two days. Boom, 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 and boom. If these are strategic locations, you know, like you tell me, often it would be like sensors of communications, like uh, airports, train stations, uh, subway stations, uh, they love these things because it can really affect emotionally as, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so many people, but also like uh, they love also targets that have of, some natural interest so that it gets to the national identity of individuals like the Eiffel Tower, the Colosseum, the, mm -hmm. the Big Ben, these other things. They would involve like the the headquarters of NATO, the headquarters of the United Nations, the, these type of thing that would justify military intervention. You know, mm -hmm. that was the reason why they hit Pentagon on 9-11. That was because the other things were civilian targets. If they had to hit it, uh, a military target. So that would justify the military intervention. So when I started seeing this and I started looking at it, I was just like, Oh my God, because at that point, like I said before, this was months before anyone, at least I had ever heard about any Corona, this whole type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, but 
it was right at the time when England was trying to leave uh, the European Union through Brexit. Right. A lot of demonstrations. There were a lot of these things going on at right at that time. So had these things gone bam, 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 and we had Manchester and London, these two of the cities pointed out in England, that would have given them the perfect excuse to say, for your security, lockdown, stay indoors, military, martial law in the streets, uh, this whole shebang. So very sorry, but you have to wait with your demonstrations and the whole Brexit thing until later, meaning never. Uh, and in mm -hmm. the meantime, you just have to stay indoors and lockdown. So very sorry, no demonstration, because also the whole European Union, the same forces that have created the other big institutions, it's the same, the European Union, NATO, um, uh, so many of these uh, uh, WHO, mm -hmm. the whole setup, it's the same power structure that is behind it. So, and they don't want anyone to leave. You know, they want people to join. So they got them by the balls. If somebody gets uh, brave and starts leaving, that could then uh, inspire other nations to say, shit, we're out. You know, this has been one big failure from day one. We're out. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to stop that. That was Brexit. That was England. Then I went to Paris. I checked at Paris. This was the time of the Yellow Vest movements where right. that was a lot bigger than we were being told by mainstream media. It was every single weekend. There were thousands and thousands of people. Same there. Boom, 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 boom. Very sorry, martial law. You have to stay indoors. No more demonstration. That would take care of that. Then you had Barcelona. Barcelona was exactly the same situation where Catalonia has been trying to free itself from Spain indirectly from the European Union. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of demonstrations. There were a lot of these type of things that would also take care of that one. Then you had uh, Sweden. They've been trying to push Sweden into NATO for a long time. So should it be bang, 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 bang? Oh, my God, you need protection. Come in under the umbrella and big, uh, big brother in under NATO and that would take care of that. So, but there was Rotterdam that I didn't understand. So I contacted this Naval officer uh, because uh, I asked her what, why Rotterdam? And she said, oh, it was very obvious. Rotterdam, the port of Rotterdam is the, uh, the main door of import when it comes to food to Europe. If you knock out that port, you can create famine in Europe within a week because nowadays no food is being stored. It's being transported all the time. It's just in trucks right. and shit. It's just in time. Yeah. Oh, so if you. Oh, yeah, I need to, I need to cut in here. Cause I, I, I need you to educate. I need you to broaden out just one second and give the macro view of the geopolitical scene. Because you've brought up NATO, you brought up Project Gladio, you brought up how the UN and all these other things, they're all kind of interrelated agencies that are working together. Would you mind just sharing with people what your macro view of this like corporate national conglomeration actually is? I mean, there's always been... Uh small groups of people like in the Roman Empire and other empires that have a, a small group of people have just decided we're so much better than the rest of you. How can we make you slaves, our slaves, 
and make you worship us as gods while we rape and plunder and torture you and do whatever. How do you do that? It is through psychological operations. And the, the Roman Empire that was so massive, it was the center of the world. How did they do it? How could they control all of these land masses and, and millions of people before fax machines, Twitter, telephones? How did they do it? And that's the, the ones that came up with these very few templates, but how to manipulate a population into believing that there's an outer threat and the solution is us. We are your safety. We are your gods. We will take care of you. But to do that, they very often created phantom enemies out there, just nonsense. That was just mm -hmm. a creation of imagination if you can control the information flow you can control the situation and you can make billions while you do it so over the years these power structures have come and gone but there's been for the last 400 years or so there's been one new sort of uh, empire that they've started to try and build up again where the the what can i let's say the the name of the agenda is more that's the new world order Mm -hmm. where where it it used to be like this but they worked very hard to concentrate the power to fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer over many many years the last uh, maybe 20 30 years it's no longer so much families they now they're hiding behind multinational corporations mm -hmm. the the front doors of these corporations now we got blackrock and vanguard that are completely anonymous. We only we know the CEO. We know these type of things. These are just puppets. Who, what is behind these incredibly black doors and windows that you cannot see into? What is going on? And it is these forces that have created uh, different organizations for us to worship, for us to be so grateful for that are always presented as something good to start with, mm -hmm. and then it's turned bad. This is the, the name of the game. They give you something for free. You can have it all for yourself for free. It's so wonderful, wonderful, yes. And then once you're hooked onto it, then they start controlling it, and then they turn it around without you really understanding. You're in the bus, but what they've done, they turn the drive, they swat the, the driver so he's suddenly done 180 degree you still think you're on the same bus you are not mm -hmm. and this is in so many different areas so over the years these same power structures we have the rockefeller the rothschilds the wallenbergs these type of, of families have been very dominant in this uh, uh, in the creation that you got the bushes also that are very dominant players in some of these uh, areas Many of these organizations were created after the Second World War. Mm -hmm. And the Second World War were created by these forces. You have the exact same forces funding both sides, all sides, also being part of creating the peace and the rebuilding of these uh, wars, making absolute billions. But then after that, uh, they, they started the Cold War. Uh, the Cold War was created by these two bombs over Nagasaki and Hiroshima that had no purpose whatsoever. The only purpose was to say, this is the type of weapon we have, at least they claim they have. This is the incredible destruction it can make. Oh my God, if somebody else got hold of that, 
that would be the end of the world. Mm -hmm. That was the, the, the state they set up and then they split the, the world. They divided the East and the West. And then they started this whole game about the nuclear power, um, the atomic war threat. Mm -hmm. Cold war. There. Yeah, because when you look at what happened over Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki, there's been a lot of exposure now that it was not atomic bombs, that but it was fire bombings. They they absolutely firebombed the whole place over and over. Why is there mm -hmm. no radioactivity there? Why can people live there? There should have been hundreds of thousands of years of, of no possibility to live there because of the radiation. Radiation, another one with a big question mark as well. Right. As well. And, and also, when you look at the, the photos of Nagasaki and Hiroshima, the bridges are still there. All the brick uh, buildings are still there. They should have been blown to smithereens. It was right. just that that all, so many of these buildings were made out of wood and paper almost. Mm -hmm. So firebombings uh, was exactly what they did. Right. This is from, from people that were involved in these operations and so on. So we've been taken for a ride. Over and over and over again. But so they created their Cold War. And then in the Cold War, they started building up this, oh my God, there's this outer threat. We're back to the phantom phantom bully again, where both sides were being uh, pumped with the same information. Oh, the enemy is over there. Oh, the enemy is over there. And so during that, they also created different organizations these organizations were created to take care of the problems created by themselves. Mm -hmm. So NATO was created to deal with problems that was created by NATO. CDC, the Center for Disease Control, which is actually the Center for Disease Creation, if you ask me, was created to deal with the problems that they created themselves, mm -hmm. that they created themselves. NASA, absolute bullshit. Uh, these type of organizations absolute bullshit on steroids but they're connected through operation paperclip they got a lot of these uh, former german experts in many different areas they exported them out from germany down into south america and into the u.s where they would just uh, many of them even kept their own identities but some of them got new identities they just continued as usual business as usual end of the war not really it just continued and so they also created these things for us to worship, like the World Health Organizations, the World, uh, what's the name of the for the animals, the World, uh, the World Conservancy uh, Fund or something. These type of things. Then you have the United Nations. Then you have the the European Union. That was a stepping stone, stepping stone, stepping stone, many different ways. Then you have the NATO. NATO is crucial in all of these things, but created by the very same forces, the very same individuals. It's a small handful of people. And it's been presented to us as like, oh my God, thank God, now we are protected. Now we have a solution to the problem. But they keep creating new problems mm -hmm. so that they get the funding from, we're the ones paying all the time for our protection. It's, it's like being, it's like with a mob, you know, right. they come and say, you know, aren't you afraid of a fire? Um, and you say, well, there's never been a fire here for the last 50 years. Well, <laughs> the very next day, the neighbor's place is burned down and they come back to you and say, aren't you afraid of fires? Well, I am now. You better pay for protection. It's the very same thing. Mm -hmm. So 
NATO, I used to think this is brilliant. You know, my parents were part of creating a, a very secret uh, ghost army in Denmark called Absalon under the Gladio network. Um, and many, many, many other people where they really believed in what they were doing. But then these organizations got hijacked. Mm -hmm. Do you know the cost of the, to have a server, the stack of servers that use, you know, needed to be able to do YouTube? Who would do that for free? Why would they do it? They would do it to get you hooked. Right. Once you're hooked, it's like with drugs. Once you're hooked, boom, that's when they start controlling you. And then they twist you and turn it around. And then they buy other platforms that have done exactly the same, like Facebook. Like, oh, come on in. It's for free. Just bring everything, everything about your life and all the details. Put it in there for free. Help us make this incredible global network so much more visible. Thank you so much. It's for free. Then we'll control you. We'll get you by the balls. And then we will start squeezing and changing and censoring mm -hmm. and whatever. And you are in the machine. Google, another one. I mean, there's so many variations of the same thing. So what I'm saying is that there's a tiny little group of people, whatever they are, that are trying to get global control. Now, it's in the form of what is called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. We got the World Economic Forum. It's another variation of the same. You know, these, these groups... Uh, have just many of them are part of, of the same groups. You've got the Bilderberg Group, the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations. You got the Club of Rome, the Committee of 300. Now you got the World Economic Forum. Many of them are part of the same. It's elite uh, type of, uh, it's like George Carlin said, it's a secret club and you're not part of it. You're not in it. Yeah. You're not part, you're not in it. That's it. Mm -hmm. they we look the same but if in their eyes we're not mm -hmm. you know we are just useless eaters and so what is the game i don't know it's like complete control it's like super psychos that are just into controlling everything 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 well so i think how... that i think that's a great overview like you've actually encapsulated it. you have a psychopathic group very teeny group that just knows how to use people's goodwill against them it knows how to use people's vice against them how to how to promote vice and then use it against all the different corrupt people and you know set up honey pots and do everything that they can to to create corruption and then at that point when things become too corrupted they become incompetent <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's where we're at now is sort of that level of incompetence. I, I think you I think you've really put a, a a really nice bow around the the global picture per se. So let's get back to the it's October twenty-fourth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I, I just want to go back just a tiny little more because like now you got the World Economic Forum uh -huh. that have done exactly the same again. They created what they called young global leaders in the early 90s. At the same time as the climate change, that whole thing was started by Bush down in South America. Right. These type of things to coordinate them. So with the young global leaders, they have started preparing young Trudeau, beautiful people. Prudent. Trudeau, so many prime ministers, Jacinta, uh, all, you know, all of these ones, so that they are one step 
ahead or two generations ahead, like Zelensky, Putin, all of these mm -hmm. people are coming out of that thing. And so suddenly through these key people, they put them in key positions and then they can play them out against each other or together with each other or whatever. It's like a chessboard. It's like a chessboard. And mm -hmm. we are sitting there like, oh, my God, we have democracy. Do you even know what it means? It's like we can't even spell to it. And and these people are absolute, complete traitors to humanity. Yeah, They are there for a completely different agenda than we're being presented. We're sitting there watching TV and it's, oh, my God, now they are arguing. The Republicans and uh, the non-Republicans, Democrats are now arguing. No, they're not. They're just playing out a game like uh, American wrestling, you know, mm -hmm. and, oh, my God, it looks like they're, they're enemies. And then but after that, it's out snorting cocaine and partying and having a good time. And then it's back in, in the trenches, really fighting for your rights and liberty. Bullshit, 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 and bullshit. Mm. It's absolutely rigged. So mm. now we're on October 21st when I started seeing this whole thing. And when when I started seeing, oh, my God, is it possible that they're planning to do a 39 coordinated attacks in London, Manchester, Paris, Barcelona, Rotterdam, and in Sweden. Is if they do that, that could be the one that could be the game changer. That would be bigger than 9-11. That could just be the whole boom like this. Mm -hmm. So first I went absolutely green. I felt like puking. And then I was uh, with my tour organizer in the in the RV. I said, stop the car. We need to do something. And so what I've done in other cases where I've been, when I've been coming across this type of information, I've stopped multiple of these uh, big planned attacks. Not this, not on this uh, magnitude. Never, ever. I've never come across anything. But anyway, so I said, stop the car. And what I do is, since I've, I've done more than 1,100 interviews. I have a network of radio hosts all over the world that is just mm -hmm. absolutely mind-blowing. And these people are on it. You know, many of them are so um, brave and so fast and so with such a pure intention. You know, it's just amazing. So what I did was we stopped the car and I started uh, doing from 4 p.m. in the afternoon to 4 a.m., 12 hours straight, I contacted uh, as many of these radio stations as possible, just doing like five, 10 minute interviews saying, listen, guys, I have absolutely no idea if this is true or not, but this is what I fear. This is how I read the signs. And I went through it. Dunk, dunk, dunk. This is what I see. This is what I found. If true, it's October the 21st. Now we have like 24, 36, maybe 48 hours before this go live. You know, because they said mm -hmm. October the 23rd. So that is a possibility we have. If we can get this out to millions of people, maybe the blowback that happened if they pull the trigger, if what I believe is correct, the way I read these, uh, these signs, if that is correct, we might skip. We have a chance here. Otherwise, if what I see, if that is true and they pull it off, we're screwed. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I, I don't know how many shows I did, but like 12 hours straight, that was a lot. My my um, 
to organize it. Johnny Cash was helping me setting them up also. And we were like pumping it up. And I was just saying, please, if you see any value in this information, share it, share it, share it, share it. And so I started see, uh, seeing, you know, like um, people had done their own videos, like in in Bulgarian, Croatian, Greek, and all kinds of stuff. I started seeing them popping up, you know, like mm-hmm. bombi bombi, uh, you know, these <laughs> and so they were also pumping it out. And so on October the twenty third, I woke up and I was look, starting to look around. Also, beginning depending on the time zone, where were they going to start from? You know, like it could be like Sweden, New Zealand, whatever. So anyway, I saw very little. There was a truck with thirty nine uh, interesting number thirty nine dead immigrants by the uh, Eng- English uh, Canal uh, that was found abandoned there, and there was some a few things in Sweden that could be that could have been part of these thirty nine, but otherwise nothing, nothing. So I thought. I had no idea. At least I did my best. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It took a few hours. Then I, I got an email from a, an American freelance journalist in Brussels, which is the headquarters of NATO, the same city as mm-hmm. uh, there. And she said to me, I feel that you might be spot on. So she said, are you aware of what's going on in Brussels right now? I said, I have absolutely no idea. She said, well, they're just now uh, holding an emergency meeting where all the defense ministers of NATO has been called in urgently to fly to Brussels. And they're right now sitting in an emergency meeting. She said, wow. we, believe, we believe it's because of your warning. I said, I have no idea. But I mean, at the same time, I was like, this is amazing. If that's true, maybe we managed to jam an iron rod into the gearbox of this death machine i mean nobody would be happier than i mm-hmm. then a few uh, we, uh, hours later i got another uh, somebody con- contacted me and said have you checked out uh, this uh, it's a very high level um, website called volternet.org and that's where like prime ministers write uh, articles and all kinds of stuff you know like high level mm-hmm. right and uh, she said, have you seen the main article? I said, what main article? So I checked it out. And here we had the headlines, NATO on the brink of implosion. I thought, wow, that is amazing. Then another one person, I can't really remember the timeline, but it's all of it was very close like this. Mm-hmm. Somebody else contacted me and said, have you seen that all uh, the Israeli embassies and consulates globally have shut down? I'm like, What? And I mean, Israel is an interesting country when it comes to terrorism in all shapes. Espionage. <laughs> I think that's a really interesting. So I don't know if this is connected, but I'm just like, and they said the official story was that it was a, it was a, a um, strike for better wages. Are you telling me that Israeli embassy staff globally had managed to shut down all embassies and consulates for better wages? I think not. I mean, come on. That is like, mm-hmm. that is as stupid as the whole uh, 9-11 theory about yeah. dustifying houses with planes. I mean, 
So whatever that is, I just feel there might be a connection. I can't prove it, but anyway. Then I got from another person who said, have you seen what's going on in the US? I said, I have no idea, please tell me. They said, well, uh, Vice President Mike Pence and the Secretary of Defense uh, was in the Middle East and have been called back urgently for an emergency meeting in Washington. All of this is like bam, 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 bam. Mm -hmm. the, on the October the 23rd and October the 24th. And so I found that very interesting because uh, all of the things that I say you can find on the internet. Uh, so um, um, anyway, so uh, Jens Stoltenberg, who is the head of NATO, former Norwegian prime minister, if you ask me, he was given the job because of his loyalty and his participation of the mass shooting on Utøya and the blowing up of the government building in Norway, uh, 2011, uh, where he was one of the key people, not part of the shooters, but one of the key people in that whole drama, who also had been against NATO his, most of his career, and then suddenly he was head of NATO. Go figure how that works. But yeah. then again, anyway, so. On the 25th, he there was this press conference. Conference you can still find it online. It's very very short, and, and it's no real. There's no real purpose for the press conference. It's just like, and he's like, "Welcome to this press conference." He's shitting himself. I tell you, when you look in his eyes, he is not comfortable at all. So what was that all about? I believe that press conference was planned way ahead. So that when all this mayhem would go down, NATO would have a press conference. This is what we're going to do. And they would then launch whatever kind of thing. Now there was nothing happening because also I was contacted by this uh, freelance journalist again. And she said that as far as she could understand what she got from the inside of these meetings, what that they felt we need to regroup, you know, go under the radar, wait for this to blow over and then uh, once the world is looking in another direction, we're going to get back on our feet. But we re need to regroup. But here it comes. What has all of this to do with COVID and Corona? Right. Well, this, this was on October the 21st that I discovered it. It was supposed to go down October 23 and 24. Mm -hmm. But on October the 18th, which was just a few days before, please remember drills that are going on like a few days before, and then they go live. There was a thing called Event 201 right. in New York. And that was a complete go-through rehearsal of the COVID operation, the corona operation, mm -hmm. where the, they haven't dared to take it down. I, I was one of the first people pointing this to event it's not event 201 it's actually event 21 hand in hand with agenda 21 if you look at mm -hmm. the logo it everything is in gray except for the zero it's not a zero it's like a it's like a planet or whatever you want to call it uh, which is orange so if you look at it it's actually event 21 connected to agenda 21 which right. is a, another word for the new world order agenda absolute mayhem on earth so anyway so uh, during this event 201, they were going through, they had like uh, 15 players 
from uh, different intelligence agencies, uh, bio labs, uh, media, governments, or, and they were going through, how are we going to do this? How can we control media? How can we control governments? How can we control alternative media, free speech? You know, how can we do? And they, they even had um, uh, like exactly the setup uh, you know, beautiful graphics about how this whole thing started. It started, uh, you know, it was named the Corona thing, but instead of, they even had fake news things. It was not CNN, but GNN, where the whole thing with how it spread and it was going from this and that. The only thing that changed from what the world later experienced was that the epicenter was in South America. But the, the biolab expert uh, guy who was there, Professor Gao, was Chinese from Wuhan, not there was no one from South America. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so we got that. Then I need to go back in history a little bit. Okay, I'm not boring. Am I? No, no, not at all. Okay, so back to the end of the Second World War, we had OSS into the CIA. All of this Operation Paperclip with the right. ex export these former Nazis that have really, really infiltrated and, and made a massive negative trend in so many different areas with these key people. So anyway, uh, OSS went into the CIA in 46. The CDA, CDC, the Center for Disease Creation or... or control. Disease control. Mm -hmm. was also created in 46 with the help of former Nazi scientists. They have been in bed with the CIA from day one, absolute day one. They're headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia. But another one, another key one is the World Military Games that was also created in 46 or 47. NATO was created in 49. So all of these things, very close. And the World Military Games are like the Olympic Games, but for people in the military. You know, oh, isn't it cute? Now we've sent them up and they come back and with no legs, but they can still jump. It's amazing. It's amazing. Let's make another buck on that as well. Mm -hmm. So the World Military Games, sorry for being a bit sarcastic, but they are really not very nice people that are behind these type of things. So that has been going on and it's been funded by different like the Clinton Foundation and these type of... Uh, uh, organizations over the years so when it came to october the 23rd and 24th what was actually going on well we had the world military games with mm. ten thousand uh, uniform people from many different uh, <clears throat> nato countries <clears throat> united nation countries sorry so where was it it was in wuhan china Ah. ah, so here it comes. So in Wuhan, China, we had 10,000 uh, military units, uh, not uh, personnel from 104 different nations. The perfect so vector. It's the perfect vector. The perfect place, because this is where the bat, the fish, the whatever virus spread thing was. So I believe, I'm speculating now, but I believe this was the scenario. 10,000 soldiers there. You had in, in Europe, suddenly you had 
39, boom, 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 boom. What would be the perfect or the natural response? That would be, we have mayhem, we have a disaster here. Please get our girls and boys in uniform back here as soon as possible to help. At the same time, you release officially, this virus is re officially released there. Mm -hmm. And maybe, and indirectly, bringing or opening the possibility for 10,000 soldiers from 104 nations to go back home and unknowingly bring the virus with them. Within 24 hours, the whole world could be infected by this batfish virus like this. Mm -hmm. This is what I think was planned so that they could take over the whole world in one go. Mm -hmm. And where the vaccine, where all of these things would then be on a global scale, it would be lockdown, it would be all of that would be absolute chaos, mayhem, but for your protection, you're not allowed to, to get out. And one of the main reasons for the lockdown, which is a prison term, not a medical term, is for the unleash of 5G technology, all of these uh, towers, because they need super fast bandwidth, 5G, 6G, 7G, for the smart cities, the Internet of Things, which is mm -hmm. digital new golden world absolute mayhem prison. <laughs> so <clears throat> where also the reason why they, they chose the coronavirus is because it's got exactly the same symptoms as when you're exposed to 5G radiation. You get a runny nose, you feel like you're burning, which you are boiling from the inside. You get uh, shortness of breath, all of these type of things. So that is why they came up with this mild flu thing instead of a deadly, like the Ebola type of crap thing they tried before. Here, it could be disguised so that they could get, push up 5G once it was unleashed, just turn it up. And when people started falling over and starting, oh, God, I've got fever, I've got a runny nose, oh, it's COVID, it's Corona, it's SARS-2. They love changing the name so we don't really understand what's going on. So, but here instead, because of the 39 boom, 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 did not happen. Instead, <clears throat> they couldn't get the soldiers back like they did. That was being planned. And... There were lots of articles saying that when their soldiers returned, they were bringing this strange disease with them. They, so it was like halfway, like a blah, blah, nothing like the, the real impact. So <clears throat> back to the NATO meeting with all of these uh, defense ministers, where uh, I believe that they regrouped and then they say we got to lay low here for a while until people have forgotten about this. And then we 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 have to activate whatever is left. The only thing left is the COVID thing. So what they did was uh, they waited for the biggest uh, or a major distraction away from this whole thing. And what would be bigger than uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve? That would be the perfect distraction away where people were so guilty running around trying to get enough Christmas gifts and whatever, completely forgetting about everything else and then getting drunk on New Year's Eve and Happy New Year. You know, that's also when in when you look uh, historical wise, when do enemy attacks happen? It's like when people are sleeping off a hangover, that's when they attack or when they're in church, that's mm. when they attack. So here. 
when was the first thing? When did it actually activate the COVID over? On January the 1st. That's when they started with the vaccine. That's when all of these things activated on January the 1st. I think that is maybe just because it's a new tax year or whatever, you know, they waited and click. And so they got a new budget. Uh, mm -hmm. But then the COVID operation started like a lame fart in the horizon, <laughs> like something smelling strange, like, what is it? It's a da, da. And then March 20, they hit it like full speed on from nowhere to pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that's when it started in Italy, uh, up in northern Italy, also because just like in Wuhan, they had bad uh, air quality. So they already have a lot of respiratory problems up there. So they, mm -hmm. were, they were trying to hide that. Uh, through with the 5G uh, installations there. They had more than 10,000, I believe 10,000 uh, base stations in Wuhan installed the year before. 10,000 of these. Wow, that's a lot. Oh, fuck. So, and then Northern Italy. So it was Italy first and then came Spain where we were living. Mm -hmm. And then they always hit these four countries in, in Europe uh, financially or whatever it is operation it's uh, italy spain portugal greece these are the ones that are smacked the worst you know mm -hmm. and then sweden countries like that are just floating on top like cream uh, mm -hmm. choosing a different uh, approach i'll get back to that one but anyway so that is also where nothing made sense with the covid nothing because the mayhem was gone we were supposed to be locked in we weren't supposed to see that nothing is actually going on. We were not supposed to see that the hospitals are not uh, full, that this is, doesn't make any sense, that the, also they would have shut down the internet because they mm -hmm. would guarantee, I guarantee you, they would have claimed that the terrorists behind all of these attacks would have used platforms like Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, or whatever to communicate. So for your protection, we just have to shut down everything and then or reopen the internet as a commercial uh, variation where you have to pay, we decide what you can see and you have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. so we would have been, the, I believe this is why we only experienced a lame and fluffy variation of what was actually being planned, where mm -hmm. they had the whole virus thing. It's an absolute baloney. It is problem, reaction, solution. The solution will be there from day one. It's just a matter of for them to create a big enough problem so that we will accept the solution. And the solution was the so-called vaccines, which has mm -hmm. nothing to do with health and everything to do with uh, depopulation and control. What are the numbers that you're hearing with that? Because, you know, in all honesty, myself in, I would say 60% of the people that I know did not partake. We didn't take that offer. But the people I know that did take the offer, I would say 75% of them were injured. And I know a few people that died. Mm. Like, I mean, I had, I mean, I have, I have employees and in Costa Rica, there was like 85% adoption of, of taking the vaccination. Half of my employees were permanently vaccine injured. I'm so I'm really really sorry to hear that. 
I don't know. I live in a small little soap bubble. I can only see what is going on here because I don't trust anything I'm being told through screens. And uh, but here we've seen, you know, especially the Balinese, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like young kids, and and also very strange. Uh, you know, there's a with some they're like shut down. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. The it's like the just shut off there's mm. the light is gone yeah and and i've heard a lot from sweden also where it's like zombie like they're they're, they're like uh, they change personality they get really aggressive many times and and mm. the compassion is gone yeah and and also all kinds of weird symptoms and people not be able to walk or and here also they were forcing people to uh, through financial ways you know to sign that uh, whatever death was there was covid due to covid right they couldn't we had uh, we had we knew one woman here a tailor who had her brother died and for them to i think for them to get the body from the hospital they had to sign papers <laughs> and if they signed that it was covid which is wasn't because he died in a in a school uh, motorbike accident it would be 45 million here 45 million i don't know but that is like a lot for a mm. balinese person uh, it would be like three thousand dollars or something like that but if they sign no if they didn't sign it would be 45 if they signed it would be two million and they would re uh, retrieve the body. So there were all these weird things going on, you know, with the numbers. The numbers was just being pushed through the roof mm -hmm. uh, all the time. And the, I mean, it made no sense whatsoever what was going on here. I mean, people had to drive around. There's still a lot of people driving around with masks on the scooter. It was mandatory on the scooter. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? It's ridiculous. What kind of virus is that? Yeah. And, well, right before, well, just with like the, they're like scooter tech scooter taxis, and they had like plastic walls in between the person sitting on the back of the scooter. <laughs> it's like, oh god! So I in love. in Costa in 2019, like for six months out of the year, the Costa Ricans were striking against the corrupt government. And for like six months, oh, the government's corrupt. They're stealing our money, inflation, all this stuff. And then COVID hits, and then now they're listening to the government hook, line, and sinker about the health threat. And I'm like, guys, they, you just all last year you were saying that the the government's corrupt and useless, and now what happened since just a few months ago to now where you actually trust these people? And it was the level of entrainment and propaganda was so extraordinary that nobody could nobody could hear it and we it was the first time i mean i was there for like 15 years i felt like a complete alien there mm. like no like the the indigenous population wasn't listening to any reason and then we were the vector of sickness the gringos because we mm. we didn't want to wear the mask mm. we didn't want to get the vaccination like we and it's like in in wartime if you're the foreigner you're mm. the witch <laughs> mm. burn the witch and so mm. man 
I felt like it was like no country for old men or no country for gringos. Like I was just like, there, it was a no win situation in, in Costa for us with that. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that, but I feel we've, I mean, we escaped here from Spain because mm -hmm. Spain was really getting ugly. You know, it was like in the area where we were, there were like roadblocks every second kilometer or something like that. And there were military in the streets. There were like patrol boats sometimes out at sea, sometimes helicopters going. I mean, that, and we, we did, uh, we filmed a, uh, we call it uh, uh, Kim and Ola's Sofa Talks. We did about 200 episodes where we, we did like 20 minutes per day because we didn't know where the world is going to go. Right. You know, when they shut down Spain, we were at front line. They were, we were one of the first countries. And so for, for these 200 episodes, we you can just follow us day by day. I mean, sometimes crying, sometimes laughing, sometimes like we have no idea where we're going. But anyway, so we managed to escape because uh, we. I, I also know how they do with population control. You know, they can only push for a couple of months. If they keep pushing and keep uh, holding people locked locked up or locked in, you will have an uprising. You know, they, mm -hmm. will, people will. So that's why they have these different var variants. Also, because uh, two months and then they have to release, let you out, get a breather, and then they push again but this time they push even harder hmm. and then they've let go after a couple of months so we managed to calculate when there would be like an opening and also the airport opened up at the exact same time so we pinpointed that thank god and managed to get out and so we got here but it's like it, you know with governments i thought it was really interesting here a while ago because um people they were under the surface like this and then suddenly the police here, everybody's on scooters here. The, there was a new law. They said a new law. Nobody can drive around with sandals. You have to have proper shoes. And that in a country of sandal wearing people, it's like unbelievable. So there was a lot of like, oh my God, oh my, they would be fine. And you started seeing people with shoes on. I felt, fuck this. But I mean, something weird is going on. And then just a week or so later, the, the president came out and said, this is such a stupid law. I will personally stop it. And then he stopped the law, uh, you know, the sandal law, and was celebrated as a hero. <laughs> if, you live, if you ask me, that's a psychological operation. It is. Uh, it it's totally like is. how to make yourself a hero. Okay, boom, boom, and there you go. I stopped it. I created it, and then I stopped it. It's like Henry Kissinger getting the, the Nobel Peace Prize for stopping the Vietnam War, that he was part of, Precisely. of creating to a massive extent. Yeah. Oh my I, God. I, like... You have extensive knowledge of NATO and Gladio. And so when you saw what was happening in the Ukraine, I would love your play-by-play -play with, with how that was induced and what you think the big the big game is with that okay can i take you on another ride yes please okay so in june of 2021 
there was a big Bitcoin conference in Miami, Florida. That was the biggest one ever. There was about 12,000 attendees and it was a super success. After that, there were four nations that said, we're going to make Bitcoin legal tender. It was, uh, let me see here. It was Panama, Paraguay, uh, Ukraine and Kazakhstan. I'm not completely sure about these countries, but I think it was those four. Anyway, so a week later, that they said, we're going to do it. We are going to make it legal tender and fuck uh, the Federal Reserve. We're going to get out. And mm. So big step, small countries. So El Salvador, did I mention El Salvador? El Salvador some... was one, yes. El Salvador, Paraguay. Nope. Ukraine and Kazakhstan, I think, yeah. were the four. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Panama. No, exactly. Sorry about that. It's been a while. So anyway, about a week later, suddenly we had a, a building that just collapsed like, boom, like that straight down in Miami, Florida. I mean, controlled demolition, 100%. I even got the footage of them blowing it up where suddenly we had the same, uh, just like 9-11, they cleared the whole area, they blocked off like nine, nine or 11 blocks around it, they transported out all the materials so nobody could uh, investigate anything like that. But there were some casualties. And one of the casualties were the family, the, uh, the sister-in-law of the uh, president of Paraguay, her and her whole family, died in this whole thing a few days later paraguay said we're out they they were not no longer in the game i think in my world of suspicion that could very well be intimidation you know you can't hit the president you go close you know mm -hmm. you go emotional anyway so paraguay was out then later that uh, fall i think it was in september of 2021 el salvador said we're going to do it. And they made Bitcoin legal tender. The World uh, Bank, the International Monetary Fund started really getting to them. I mean, these are uh, brutal enforcers of the New World Order, financially weapons against the nations. So they really started giving El Salvador a hard time. Then <clears throat> in, in November and December, I started finding pointers you know i find these clues about upcoming attacks this is why my my name has become a verb uh, hashtag damagard hashtag damagarding is to find the hidden clues about upcoming attacks uh, and expose them before it happened this is the reason they put them out i have from inside it is because they're terrified of the law of karma but the way they see it is that if they show us what they're going to do even in subtle ways and we don't react then indirectly the bad karma it's our fault. We we can send it and the bad karma is on our shoulders. So they do it of super selfish reasons. But anyway, so in in November and December, I started finding pointers towards Kazakhstan through absolute crap operations in Norway, NATO. I mean, ridiculous, absolute ridiculous uh, operations. And then towards the Ukraine. And I mean, nobody had heard about the Ukraine. I hadn't, you know, that something was going to go down. I just pointed out in my uh, monthly newsletter, lightonconspiracies.com. That's a segue for you. <laughs> uh, my monthly newsletter. 
about Kazakhstan and Ukraine. I said, I had no idea, but that is where it's pointing. Then Kazakhstan happened on, uh, I believe it was on the, the exactly the anniversary of the um, Washington DC Capitol Hill uh, attack that I exposed one week before it happened on Michael Jaco's show saying this is going to happen. Please stay, be aware because he was going to go there. And I said that uh, the day before he went there, boom, it happened. He was like, how the hell did you know? And then I described. But anyway, so they love the, the dates. So January the 6th, I think, was Kazakhstan. Suddenly we had this thing where gas prices and everything was going up. And instead of, uh, I mean, creating uprisings, super easy. And then the way they went in, one of the first thing they did was to shut down the internet. And Kazakhstan was one of the world leading Bitcoin mining nations. Mm -hmm. So that got shut down. And then uh, the next step was the Ukraine, where the Ukraine had uh, planned on turning a, a nuclear power station, a, a former nuclear power station into a Bitcoin mining center. I mean, can you imagine if you suddenly did it on that scale, that was planned to open uh, the summer of 2022, I believe. But it, before that, we had the whole thing with the Ukrainian war. So we're getting closer to the war zone. We had uh, um, what's his name? Johnson, not Brian Johnson, the English prime minister. I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. But anyway, he was he was uh, traveling to the Ukraine and also giving green light. I mean, something he was giving green light to something. I didn't understand it, what it was, but he was giving a green light at the press conference. It was very clear. And then the war on uh, uh, in Ukraine happened. So to understand the war in Ukraine, I say please watch the the movie Wag the Dog. Mm -hmm. Wag the Dog. It is essential excellent in it is essential in the understanding of what's going on so i just want to go through that quickly what that is all about it's a it's robert de niro and dustin hoffman it was uh, uh, i think it was in 98 released in 1998 and it was more or less based on the story of <clears throat> monica levinsky uh, did mm -hmm. clinton have a blow, blow job or did he not? And the, the media was diverted for months and months and months. Uh, is it true? Is it not? I will never lie. Yes, you did. That whole shebang. But in the movie, there's this president and he couldn't keep his fingers away from a young woman in the White House. Exactly the thing. It was about a week or two before the general elections. So big, big uh, thing, you know, this scandal, bad timing. And so the opponent to the president was really using it to, to show the president in a bad light. So the White House was in a, a massive panic. So what they did was they called in a fixer. This is Robert De Niro, very anonymous type of guy who was called in to sort out the problem. And so he came in and he said, OK, first of all, make the president shut up. He's too stupid to know what he's saying. Make him shut up. Put him on a plane, send him to China, say that he's sick, whatever. Get him out of here so that we can solve this on our own. They did that, poof, the president out of the way. Then he said, okay, 
this is the way we are going to do it. We need a massive diversion. So call for a big, big press conference. So they do that. And he, the guy in the, at the press conference got a, an earpiece. So he's directing it. So what he's saying is, um, okay, welcome, dear international media here. Thank you so much for coming on a short notice. We just want to tell you that whatever rumors you hear about any conflict with Albania, any military conflict or any kind of rumors about upcoming wars, they're just rumors. They're not true. We just may want to make that very clear. Don't listen to it. It's their only rumors. And by the way, anything you hear about the new B-3 bomber, only rumors. There's nothing to it. Don't worry. Thank you. And go home. And so the media was like, what? What What? what do you mean? Like conflict with Albania? What, what, what a B-3 bomber? And he said, well, like I said, don't worry about it. There are only rumors. It's uh, There's nothing to it. So the media was like, well, no smoke without fire. I mean, so they started checking around. And what they had done was that um, before that, they had activated uh, the military around in the U.S., the Air Force, all of that, just put on the red light. You know, boom, nothing is happening. Just the lamp is on. So the media started checking. Well, they're on high alert. There must be something. because So they started this whole thing about a possible war with Albania. Albania at that time was the poorest country in Europe. Do you really think that they would make a war with the US? I don't think so, but there you go. So anyway, so that kept the media going for a few days. Then then uh, uh, Robert De Niro says we need to we need to keep the keep them keep it moving here because otherwise the the opponent will his uh, propaganda We'll, we'll get to, to the public. We need to get them, keep them distracted. So he approaches this Hollywood producer called Dustin Hoffman saying, listen, this is what is going on. Do you want to be part of saving this nation? Do you know, it's national security. It will be the best thing you've ever done. So Dustin Hoffman, for sure, I'm on. So they start filming a whole lot of fake war scenes mm -hmm. in with green screen backgrounds, with all kinds of stuff, you know, where they've added like machine gun fire, they added all of this, nothing is happening, nothing is happening. So they start pumping it out. Well, these things are happening now. Albania has uh, did done this and that. Albania has done nothing. But did anyone listen to Albania? Anyone call Albania and say, hello, is this true? No, nobody checked. They just followed the big channels of you know CNN and they're just pumping this out. And so the war started in media with these things. Oh, now the the Albanian soldiers are starting raping the, the civilian population. They're killing kittens. They're all doing all of these horrific stuff. Absolutely not true. But in media, pump, pump, pump. So they said, okay, okay, we need to keep it going here. We need uh, we need a song, a slogan. We can't put a slogan on it, but some kind of song. So they get Willie Nelson in, mm -hmm. and he's sitting like with his guitar. And so they say, okay, okay, but let's make it uh, sound old, you know, so it gets into the heart of the American population. <laughs> so he makes this song about the old shoe. Shoes are really important. I don't know if we've been talking about the key shoes, the, <laughs> the global mind trigger symbol that triggers the trauma globally. They, they use these shoes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Will and Asian makes this song called The Old Shoe. 
and so they record it with us like so it sounds like it's an old scratchy old uh, uh you know disc from right and then they put it in the national archives as well released in 1932 absolute bullshit they just put the they got access <laughs> National Archives, but so the journalists that they check, well, it was released. And I know for sure it's a fact because I checked the National Archives. No, bullshit, bullshit. It's not true, but there you go. So they started playing this whole thing. And then they started driving around, throwing up uh, pairs of shoes over the telephone lines and poles and stuff, making a whole thing. So na na nationwide, people were starting to do the same. The shoes, the shoes all over the place in support of the war efforts, you know, because they, the U.S. was under attack by Albania. Yes, yeah, like uh, it's like an infant up against Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. So anyway, then they also call in. They need a hero. They always need heroes. So they call. They need somebody with a name sh that is connected to shoe. So they find this guy Schumacher, Schumacher or Schumann or something like that, which is Willie Nelson. He's an absolute messed up psychopath war veteran so they call him back and the media they say oh he just saved this and this and now we're bringing him home and they bring him home he's an absolute psycho trying to rape everything <clears throat> they, it ends up that he gets shot but anyway in the end also they they stage this whole thing so that when uh, the president returns he in what he's uh, accomplished is incredible because the president managed to uh, settle the peace negotiations in record time and make peace. Oh my God, it's unbelievable, so emotional, you know. So the hero, the president has now returned. He's coming to the airport and at the airport, he's met by this Albanian woman who's bringing forward a piece of, his, I don't know, wood or whatever it was from some kind of... Uh, harvest ceremony <laughs> and then she says um, in they get her to say in albanian thank you so much president for saving our country or something like that and he gives that and it's a little child next to her it's all so emotional women and children that's what they always use and then he managed to win the election he's still president for another four years dustin hoffman said oh my god it's the best thing i've ever done the world needs to know and Robert De Niro says, no, you can't say a word ever. And he says, yes, I'm going to. And then he's found with a massive heart attack and dead by his pool. End of story. That is wag the dog, wag the dog. So why you asked about the Ukrainian war. So here, look at the similarities. It was exactly, we had the American, uh, there was a press conference in Washington where they said, we just found out that Russia is planning a false flag attack on the Ukraine. That is the first time, as far as I know, ever they've used the term false flag operation. I to even admit that, exactly. To even admit that that even exists. They have not. No. It's like, no, it's people like myself who have been pumping it out for, I don't know, decades. But here they say, Putin is planning a false flag. So a false flag for Russia, that would be to put Ukrainian soldiers, uh, put Russian, no, let's see here. Yes, put Russian uh, uniforms on Ukrainian soldiers, then let Ukraine uh, 
let these soldiers attack the Ukraine so that Ukraine was under attack and that would then justify them. Um, let me see here. No, wait a second. It's the other way around, that, that Russia would put Russian soldiers in Ukrainian uniform, then let uh, Ukraine, the Russian soldiers attack Russia, mm -hmm. thus uh, justifying that a full uh, scale invasion. invasion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what we saw was the exact opposite. There was nothing like that at all. It was just full on Russia came in and started uh, attacking for no reason whatsoever. And then all of the images that were spread for the last, for the first two, three weeks were all fake. It was like from Armor 3, you know, like a, a computer game. <laughs> it was like from a big gun show in, in Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. It was from the former, uh, you know, in, I think it was 2013 when there was, uh, there was some war scenes going on in the Ukraine. All of these things were being pumped through media, CNN, with fake, fake, fake images that was like from 2018, recycled. So what was actually going on? And back to the World Economic Forum and the young global leaders. Because according to Klaus Schwab, Anil Schwab, if it's true, he said that in 1992, Putin was one of theirs mm -hmm. that graduated. If he said that to destroy the reputation of Putin, or if it was true, I don't know. But he said that. And also, I have from an MI6 agent that when he was uh, young and being trained in the UK, one of the other agents at the same time being trained was Vladimir Putin. Okay, in England. And Putin was officially also working for the KGB before he became president. So it's like, what are we looking at? It's like, uh, but in this global structure, you have CIA, KGB, BOSS, uh, Mossad, all of these very separate down on a street level. But the higher up you come in the power pyramid, the more connected they are. Mm -hmm. And actually, the, what you forget is that the, the pyramid is actually upside down. So it's not the top of the pyramid. It's the bottom of the absolute bottom of the bottom. That's where all of this is connected. So, and then we have Zelensky, who graduated in the year 2000. So here we have an, an conflict where two opponents are apparently possibly controlled by the same, uh, same part of the same little club. Mm -hmm. And then you have Zelensky. Who is Zelensky? Zelensky is a stand-up comedian, gay transgender i don't know what he is he's been in in several really weird uh, music videos and and all kinds of things and he was a stand-up that was then uh he became very popular in the ukraine because of a series a, a comedy series called servant of the people where he was a, i think he was a, a university professor that was quite stupid and naive and stumbled into all kinds of corruption and all kinds and stopped it without really understanding what he was doing. He didn't understand that he was what he was actually standing up against. And that made him super popular. It went on for like five years. It was a super popular show in Ukraine, funded by oligarchs, or you know, like how did that happen? And then the last year of this show going on 
the producers of the show started a political party funded by the production company called, and the party was called Servant of the People. And then he won a rigged election where he who had not done any political work in his life at all was suddenly the president of the Ukraine. And that was right at the time when this whole thing was about to take off. Mm -hmm. So we have a transgender stand-up comedian actor on one side, and you have a very big question mark person on the other side, Putin. But I believe what happened was that uh, when you look at the New World Order, they want to destroy everything, right. everything, everything, gender, nations, sexuality, families, traditions, uh, uh, you name it, religions, all of it, destroy all of it, and out of the ruins build what they call the New World Order, boom, a one-world fascist state where everything is centralized mm -hmm. against you. So during the COVID operation, they managed to destroy the U.S. to a large extent. They get the financial system on its knees and break down so many different strong structures there. The superpower, the U.S., superpower number two, which one is that? Russia. So because China is their child and that's where they want to move, uh, the mm -hmm. new world order to to have the center in in east uh, in Asia, also in Kazakhstan where you got the a whole new world order capital that has been yeah been waiting for there for a long time. So anyway, so um, how to destroy Russia? First, you need to demonize them, which they always do. They demonize the the leader if it's Saddam or or Gaddafi or whoever, they need to demonize them first and then they will, to get the whole support, international support, so they can bomb the living shit out of them or assassinate them or whatever. <clears throat> so here, what happened was that suddenly, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, Putin had invaded Ukraine, poor little child that was so innocent. It's not, it's not really innocent. I mean, it's the breadbasket of Europe, it used to be called, but also where the, the Kasarian mob, the whole shebang comes from. There's a very, very dark background there. And also with a lot of involvement by the Swedish family Wallenberg, this family, I tell you, is a major part of the global deep state. Nobody knows about them, very few people. Wallenberg, Wallenberg, key, mm -hmm. key. Anyway, so so what, what happened was that suddenly like on a one, two, ready, steady, and go globally, the whole world turns against uh, Russia overnight, boom, and became pro-Ukraine. They had they didn't even know where Ukraine was before, and suddenly everybody was using the flag on Facebook, and I'm in support of all of this. Okay, fine, I'm in support of, of peace for sure, yeah, whatever mm -hmm. it takes, you know. But here, something completely different was going on. And then you saw overnight, they pulled out all of these multinational companies out of Russia, putting Russia in a really tricky financial situation. It was like a military maneuver, pull out. How did they do that? Through the World Economic Forum with all of these uh, companies, you know, joined together and ready, steady, go. And boom, like that. So... Also, I had there were two people uh, that went down 
on their own into Ukraine because I was super confused because we were hearing here Kiev was totally a war zone bombed out. Then I went in on websites, you know, like uh, you, there are these websites with CCTV cameras uh, all over the world where we can see live footage from all of these places. So, of course, I went to see Kiev. What mm -hmm. is What does it look like? It was completely normal. There was absolutely nothing going on. But if I looked at the news, bombs and explosions and stuff like that from the Ukrainian, from Iraq war or Houston uh, shooting uh, competitions or whatever. Or I mean, what was, what's going on here? And two people went in there on their own, even though people won't, you can't go in, you're going to die, you're going to die. They went in, it was absolutely quiet. But they had shut down the internet to a large extent, so people couldn't, they didn't know what the rest of the world thought was going on. Phone systems as well. And so everything was fine. The shops were filled with groceries and there was nothing going on. But in certain areas, like the train station, they went to the train station. It was absolutely packed with international media and lots of people that looked like refugees. Mm -hmm. Inside the building, chaos. Outside the building, absolute normal. And then they were walk one of the guys were walking around filming and he just came to certain areas where they, they were a bit run down. And so you had like uh, cars turned over and it looked like a bomb sites and boom like that. And you look five meters to the left, traffic was going on like normal. It was just another set. You know, these were film, film sets that were right. being set up. And then the media was being guided around the media that is controlled by the exact same forces were being guided around film here, film there, film here. Don't film here. Don't film there where everything is normal. Just film here. And then we had the whole propaganda machine that was just pumping, pumping, pumping at the same time. So I stopped watching because I just felt I have no idea what's going on here, except that it's not true. That mm -hmm. is what we're being told is so not true. And also this black hole where they're pulling billions of, of uh, dollars into to fund uh, because we so care about the Ukraine that we didn't even know existed like a year ago. But now it's the one. And now we have all of these disasters in the U.S. And I mean, people are starving and stuff. Sorry, we can't divide and can't send anyone there. But he can send like 10 million or whatever it is per day to to Israel, and he can pump billions into the Ukraine, and yeah. it's a non-stopping, ongoing thing. And Sweden, neutral, thank you so very much, pumping in weapons, weapons, high, you know, high, high uh, tech, uh, technology type of super weapons are being shipped from Sweden to the Ukraine, and then the bio labs that was there. Uh, that was so dangerous, the U.S. biolabs, whatever they were doing in Ukraine, they have now been transported to Sweden. Sweden of all countries, what the hell? But we're back to that family, the mm -hmm. Valentine family. So where, with all this, so I guess we're at time zero, we're at the present right okay. now with all of this. I've been thinking that the whole world economic system of fiat has been it was going to be passe years ago and they keep they keep you know dragging this dead horse 
as long as they can with this. And I see most of all this that's going on is just is just diversion away from, you know, the the banks, the banking system said we're going direct in in I think it was um, September 2019. They said we no longer <laughs> every country owes us so much money. Every country is in so much debt. We no longer need to follow legislation. We're doing our own thing. Like they literally said, like when they said we're going direct, they, they said uh, we're above all nation states. <laughs> we're above treaties. We're above all of that. But isn't that interesting in September 2019? Exactly. That was just before. Right. So they make that proclamation. Then they have event 21 that looks like event 201. You have your your thing that's happening. You see it. October 21, happening October 23 through 24, you stop or you you influence, let's say, the capacity for people to see what was going around them. They don't get to get the big push that they wanted, but they know people have the attention span of a goldfish. <laughs> and by January 1, they click on the operation. They really started pushing it by February, I guess it was February 8th in, in the United States, because during the Super Bowl, that's when it really started to like, mm -hmm. they were using the Super Bowl ritual to really push it upon people. Yeah. And so now fast forward, we're here, we're entering the, the Ides of March in 2023. You know, anybody that's into numerology would like those numbers what's you're you're the master decoder give, give me the decode of what you're seeing like what what are the little primers that are out there right now i think that uh, they have just unleashed another beast called ai uh, mm. which is uh, another stepping stone in how to try what they're trying to do is destroy as many jobs as possible uh, and to make people free meaning that they will be on citizen wages or whatever it's mm -hmm. called you know the ubi the will, yeah the gov you will be paid by the government it, the government will be so amazing it will take care of you mm -hmm. now when you don't have any work anymore because ai the the level i mean is mind-blowing when you start checking in what what it can do uh, these in so many different areas of life that can just be done like this instead of that will have taken where people were needed so i think this is the another slap in the face where they're trying to make us uh, uh, be, come in under this umbrella where we can be controlled so the key is they want centralization the key out for us is decentralization bring it home bring it back home mm -hmm. whatever it is bring it back home you know start taking care of yourself start taking care of the people close to you your family friends your communities, and then let it spread out. Agenda 21 is a really tricky one. It's their key operation. And what they do, why it's so efficient is because it's the same agenda on an international as a national as a local level. So the thing is you are being 
grabbed by the balls locally without knowing it. You are being told, look at Biden, look at this, look at that, look at that. But it's locally, you are being squeezed by the exact same agenda. So we need from a local point of view also to unsqueeze ourselves, mm. you know, and stop, stop uh, consenting, stop doing what they, they're trying to force you to. I'm not saying it's easy, absolutely not. What I'm saying is activate the heart. They There's something called mind control. There's not something called heart control. The heart is so much stronger and we mm. the heart knows what is right and wrong. This one is the one that gets confused. The heart doesn't at all. Never. It knows. Kicking that baby, not good. Take care of that puppy, good. You know, it's, it's very simple. You got that thing in you. Then this is the one they can get to you and they can... So this one is the one we need to calm down. And so I would suggest, just like the traffic here on Bali, I love it. There's one general rule, don't get hurt. Stay mainly on the left-hand side. That's it. You can do whatever you want. You can drive up on the pavements. You can whatever. It's like flowing water. You know, it's it's... It's so interesting to watch. But anyway, so there's no road rage. There's no anger. The only thing of people angry I've seen are foreigners that don't know what they're doing, mostly Russians. But otherwise than that, it's just flowing. And so you just have to stay in balance and be prepared to be hit by anything from any angle at any time. So have a 360 awareness. It can come out of nowhere. It can be a puppet. It can be like a, a puppy. It can be like a, a, a van, a truck coming on the wrong side of the road. It can just be prepared and then have the main thing. Don't hurt and don't get hurt. That's it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise than that, you will be met with smiles everywhere when you fuck up, you know, because people said, oh, I fucked up yesterday. And now you're doing the exact same thing. Welcome, brother. You do that. You do that. You know, so I would say, at this point, we have no idea what things they're going to pull out. I mean, alien things and spy balloons and come on. It's like bore me to tears. They're running out <laughs> of options. The fear, yeah. they need us fearful. They've used the Zika virus, you know, that would eat the baby, the brains of babies. How can you opt that? You can't. How, what can get worse than that? <clears throat> well, that would be the brains of kittens. I mean, that is the only thing that can... <laughs> that but otherwise than that they've done it they've done it so here we are still standing now the thing is that they're trying to keep us in a roundabout of fear corona 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 ukraine 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 nato nato russia 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 so we need to i think to sort of like okay fair enough turn off these ones and just say enough is enough I live in an inverted reality. Everything is upside down. That's the only thing I need to understand. What they say is good, I guarantee you, is most probably bad. What they say is bad, including individuals like this, is most of the time good. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just upside down. If you say the world is crazy, not at all. It's just upside down. So <clears throat> once you see that, it's whatever they want you to do, don't do it. Do the opposite, social distancing. Hell no, I'm going to hug everyone. Okay, you know, you've got... Uh... 
whatever it is, do the opposite. Right. And decentralize. Centralization, no good, no good, no good. Decentralize, spread it out there. So spread in your life, make yourself as, um, how should I say, L little less vulnerable as possible so that you grow your, grow your own, you're in control of your own water, you're in control of your your food, you're in control of your whatever it is so that you, whatever they say, oh no, the electricity bill is like this. Why is it like that? It's this by design, all of these things with food, electricity, gas. It's not a coincidence. It's this sign. It's called warfare. Yeah. So all of these things, what if they say, well, you can't drive your car. Well, thank God I've got a bicycle or I've got two legs. I, I have control of my food. I got really good friends. I've got a good community. We help each other. We take care of each other. We can defend each other. This is the thing, I think, to focus, bring it back home and then start really visualizing what type of future would you like? Don't get get out of this spinning head of just, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What? OK, fine. The way out of this roundabout, how what would that be? What would a beautiful future for you what would it look like? And start visualizing that, start meditating on that, start doing vision boards or whatever that can help you in that direction. And I tell you, the more you let go of fear and the more you start visualizing on this type of thing, things will start being attracted into your life that will help you to mm -hmm. lift and accomplish that thing. So snap out of this one and, and start focusing on this one, the longest journey, they say. But... Build your life on what I call, or Raj Yoga called, perfect actions. Do no harm. Do mm -hmm. actions that cause no harm and some benefit to someone, yourself included. Don't forget yourself sometimes, you know. as If you live by that, do no harm. And things that bring some benefit to someone, yourself included. The more you do, you live by perfect actions. You start seeing how it spreads around you. And beauty starts flourishing and fear starts disappearing. Live by example. You know, it's like I'm just a one man band. I affected millions of people. Why? How, oh, why? I know why, but how? I don't really know. But did I do it by shouting from the rooftops? Absolutely not. This is this voice is not very loud, mm -hmm. but it comes from a point of peace. And I think it's because also I do these uh, prayers every time I do an interview, a presentation, whatever get my ego out of the way. Mm -hmm. I ask all the saints and sages, I'm asked a guru, all my ancestors, all the angels, please assist me to say whatever is needed for anyone listening out there. So it will resonate with exactly that individual and help lift this world to the next level of compassion, forgiveness, understanding, and absolute beauty. Well, I know you have done that for me the entire time I've known you the last nine years now. <laughs> Every time I hear you speak, I, I always feel a sense of peace and I, a, a smile grows on my face. And I know you're you're actually coming from it. And that's it's it's wonderful to have these beacons in life that can shed the light on something that appears dire, but the light is neutral itself the light is just just illuminating that's all it's doing 
And what's dire, as soon as it's seen, you have a you have the capacity to act. You have the capacity to to find a solution. And as you know, the majority of the things that have occurred to us that could be considered detrimental, it's just because they've been occulted from our vision. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, that's that's your whole mission statement. I mean, it's in the name of of what you do. Is you know, you're bringing light to things. So. Um, where can people find you? By the way, that's a good segue to <laughs> to, to your to website. your website. Yes, my website is exactly that light on conspiracies because yes. it's like bringing the light into the belly of the beast, into the darkest of the dark, mm-hmm. and hopefully survive and come out and and bring messages of peace to the tribe, so that uh, we can better understand what's going on i want to say with light and darkness you know when when you film if you do a film you need really good light to film Mm -hmm. and then you need a really dark room to watch it Mm -hmm. and when you watch it it's not real anymore but it looks really real you know and so in this dark cinema whatever you are and you're so into what seems real the only thing you need to do switch on the light and boom it will disappear yeah yeah, but that's that's so true. But both are needed in different aspects, and they have this. I can't remember the name of the phenomena. You know, the Greek said that we're sort of sitting in a in a cave. In the cave, we yeah. The, yeah, we got the fire behind us, and we're just watching the shadows on the wall, and it's like, oh my god, it's so real, it's so real. Yeah, it's just shadows. Yes, yes, it is. Well, at some point. I would love to share with you what I what I have going on here. I think you I think you'd really dig what I'm building and how I'm doing it and the the type of clientele I've been attracting and I think you get a a kick out of it because it really is uh bringing light to the world in a in a um structural way. It's a, fantastic. Yeah, I'd love a, to. It's a it's a lot of fun. And then it's us uh, making our offer, our counter offer to like the weather modification and all that other, all those shenanigans that are going on. Wonderful, wonderful. Listen, Chris, I want to say that on Sunday, uh, I do a live live webinar on on donation. Perfect. It's uh, called Embracing Change Mm -hmm. uh, because it's it's more or less exactly what we're talking about now. It's going to be a little bit early because I we have to sort of cover the, the time zones in the world. Right. And uh, but people can it's more, most of the time like Q&A's I do because people have so many different questions. Mm-hmm. And so but we also record it. We also record the chat. And then so even if you can't uh, be there live, send in the, the questions, I will make sure that I answer them. And then you can uh, watch the recording afterwards. Perfect. It's on lightonconspiracy.com. Just scroll down and you will find uh, uh, it's called Embrace Embracing Change. Mm-hmm. I also want to say my website, if I can promote it here, because it's my whole life's work in it. And it's like there's more than there's almost 9000 articles that I have handpicked every single one of them. There's more than 1,100 on my interviews. There's podcasts, there's uh, sofa talks, there's daylights, there's, uh, you can be on that platform for five years straight if you want to. Mm-hmm. And if you find me trustworthy, then I my in, intention has been to make a super easy navigated 
platform where you can find in any area you uh, you are trying to educate yourself in and then use that as a as a bouncing board to the next level to, you know to, they go there 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 but because i find that the internet if you don't really know who to trust it can be a very confusing time so i hope that this is uh, yeah this is what i've really tried to to uh, create well, I'll get all of my people going in your direction. I'm always singing your praises, my friend, and Thank I'm sending you, so you big prayers and healing vibes on your on your ankle. I hope you feel better. Thank you so much. And also on on my website, since I don't have an, I'm not funded by anyone, but I have a monthly newsletter where uh, it's like extremely detailed. Many times where I point out this is what I found. And boom, that's when it happens. So you can see I'm now up to date. I predicted uh, or connected 68 of these uh, wow. uh, alleged terror attacks up to two months before they actually happened. So, um, and also I got uh, uh, lots of books, five books myself and three from my sweetheart Kim. And we have um, membership, uh, also different types of memberships and donations. These, this is the thing that uh, helps me going because I tell you, some people say, well, it's uh, he's done it for the uh, fame and fortune. Wrong, wrong path to, to choose, I tell you, when it comes to that, because no. this is heavy, hardcore. There's, there's one, if you want to look in the menu, it says like uh, uh, hard censorship or something like that. I'm just uh, adding up just a few of the things that uh, have been done. It's unbelievable. Don't, 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 but still here. Yeah. Still dancing. I love it because you, I have you, I have like three friends that are like the most censored people on the internet. I've seen to be a magnet for that. You guys are awesome. I just love people that come, come to the truth and don't have any fear with it. So all the, thank you. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. When you say that, I'm sorry I ramble on here, but <clears throat> like a while ago, uh, the last year, a year ago, I checked my name and it was 1.8 million uh, hits on uh, my my name. I've been very active. Uh, anyway, 1.8. And then just a, a month or so ago, I checked again. It was 19,000, 19, <laughs> 94.5. Everything is gone. Yeah. from google most of it from youtube as well now suddenly bing appears you know microsoft and when i check my name there that's 1.2 million so what i think what they're doing which is great i mean i feel thank god i, I just saw my whole house had been burned down mm -hmm. it's still out there but what i think they're doing is problem reaction solution now they're making it the censorship a problem on google mm -hmm. you know heavy censorship and then suddenly, bing, look here, there's no censorship here or Twitter. And so we go like sheep, like whoop, straight yeah. to bing and straight to Twitter. Thank you so much and goodbye. We just have to be aware. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm just glad I, I earned my money not on the internet. <laughs> I, actually, I, I do this just so I get to hang out with my buds. Super duper. It, Thank you so much and it, uh, hope it, to see you. Give soon. my best to Kim too. I will indeed. Oli, bye feel bye. better, okay, my friend? Thank you so much. Okay. See you. Bye bye.
I hope you enjoyed the podcast with Ole Damagard. Please check out his website, lightonconspiracies.com. Um, he is just such a absolute treasure trove of information. Um, I was just scrolling through his his website, and I, I mean, he must have a few servers full of all the different data that he's gathered through the years, and he's just brilliant. I love the guy. Hopefully, his heart came through when you when you could hear him. He was in a little bit of pain and discomfort from from a, a moped accident, but uh, he'll get through it. He has an indomitable spirit and. Um, he's just, he's just good people to listen to. Every time I hear him, he brings something new to the game that is relevant in our lives. So check him out, lightonconspiracies.com. We're going to be having Curtis Stone on the podcast. Brilliant urban permaculture guy. Now he's a, he's outside of the urban landscapes and he's actually has a beautiful off-grid farm. Uh, Curtis and I get get into the nitty gritty. Well, actually, we don't get too nitty gritty. It's more of a a generalist uh, pod. We are. Uh, it was our first time communicating, you know, via face to face. So um, I really enjoyed it. He's a he's a really good dude, and uh, we're definitely going to start to talk more about biochar, syngas all these ways of really uh, reclaiming our independence. So thank you for joining the Bio Charisma podcast. You can go to Topher.